Blog Talk Radio. Seminole, 
Kubadia, from Disneyland, where we'd have, it's going to get you near Shantland, from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki, to Jacksonville, Florida, and inland, 30 to 35 miles, to the St. John's River. Kubadia, 40 bucks on land, we Shavinia. We won't hear a moment of silence for them, too. So this is your day. And we don't crack we teeth, but what are going on now? Honor children, we got some plenty things for Honor Yeti vote today. You know, just recently, somebody put a card in my hand. Why? Because they write Seth. Because the thing got on top of them, soul of the low country. Glad God turns that thing around and says, soul of the gully get you in. You know you had me dead. So when I look on the thing, the thing got on top. We got next time there to learn. It don't matter who we to be. We'll be heritage there. We coach it up. We want to shine thing now. What are we inside of and what are we so? But the other rest of children who not crack your teeth like a bishop. Let me change over for her so her not get understand good, good. Our connection to the land defines who we are. It is our heritage, our culture, our economy, our character, and our soul. This is what is on a small postcard from the Low Country Open Land Trust. And on it, it has said, Soul of the Low Country. And as I said to you in Gullah Geechee, had they just switched in and said, Soul of the Gullah Geechee, you really would have got me, but they got me enough by writing that. Because truly, this soil is part of our soul. And so many of you have seen me on Gullah Geechee TV talking about the Angel Oak. You have witnessed me doing a libation for the Angel Oak. Therefore, praying against the spirit of destruction meant that would come to destroy this tree. And I must give praise and thanks to the almighty creator of us all. And, of course, the one that lands the angels on the branches of the oak. Because we praise God for this moment in time wherein we are at a point where the angel oak now is up to us to not only protect right around the base of the tree where many of you who visited the Angel Oak have gone into that small park, but to protect an entire 17 acres of John's Island from further destruction and to connect it up with the local school. So this is the piece of the property that sits between the current Angel Oak Park and Hart Gap Middle School. If one of the different John's Island things I got at that, one of the nowhere to talk about. So... This way, you get to understand how this can be utilized. Many of my listeners who are around the world, you know that education is a key factor that we talk about here, especially with our nonprofit of the Gullah Geechee Nation, the Gullah Geechee Angel Network. So, of course, the Angel Oak would be something near and dear to my heart, as well as with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition doing so much work over the years with various land trusts, including the current fundraiser that we still have going on for our land and legacy fund for the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I definitely want to thank my listeners here. I want to thank the Gullah Geechee Facebook fans who have continued to tweet, who have continued to post, but more than that, who have decided to donate and become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, dues-paying members, and support our effort to keep the Gullah Geechee history, land, language, traditions, legacy, culture, alive and with us here so that we will thrive. So while we are here, there are places, there are spaces that are sacred to us and our legacy and within our ancestry and our cultural consciousness, our collective cultural consciousness. So anybody who is Gullah Geechee, whoever sat under this angel oak, or there are placentas of babies buried there, there's folks that shouted there, you will remember the first time you saw this tree. There's no way that you could ever forget it. So it essentially etches its sketch into your mind. You become etched into its branches as the leaves fall around you when you sit beneath the angel oak. It's like a feather falling from an angel landing when you see one of the leaves come down as you stand there. And so, of course, we have been a part of this effort and this push to do all that could be done, whether it was through legal means, through fundraising efforts, through awareness efforts, to make the world aware of the Angel Oaks' existence. But as I say, when I was handed a card by the executive director of the Low Country Land Trust, and the first thing I read on it was the word soul, 
and it's in brown like the earth or a tone similar to our marsh grass. And it says, soul of the low country. Well, y'all know me. As some call me a wordmeister, a wordmaster. I like to make sure we are all communicating effectively and efficiently or I need not be here on the air. So I want to tell you, you know, I throw them like I did show for all the rest of people whether they go like each and think like that for stand and think like that. And while the rest of the time, you know, I have to correct me, teach all the rest of the way for the rest of the world, chiller. Okay then? All right. So... For those who don't speak Gullah Geechee, then I usually speak this way, so all of us can get it, all right? Soul is defined in American English as the spiritual or immaterial part of a human being or animal regarded as immortal. It's the essence or embodiment of a specified quality. And guess what else is defined as? African-American culture or ethnic pride. Isn't that interesting? You know Gullah Geechee got soul. Now, I could have told that song on. I know some of y'all said, oh, she's about to throw on this song. I know you got soul. You wouldn't be up in y'all. All right, then. So you know I got soul. So when I saw this car sold in low country, I could have just took this. I could have teased this from, from executive director Elizabeth here, good and all that. But you know I ain't want to make bad, you know, friends and things like that. You know I ain't want to tear the relationship or nothing. The teethy card. But I sure enough can take this your friend, this card, and hand them out to everything will be to, be to do. For sure. Because the soul within that tree is part of the essence of who we be when we say we be. Gullah Geechee, anointed people. So one of the islands of the Gullah Geechee Nation that embraced me, one of the places that I journeyed to from St. Helena Island, which is my home, for the first time to see how another festival is celebrated and to celebrate with my people, was the Sea Island Cultural Day, which is down the road from the Angelo, literally. And so here it is. This was taking place on John's Island. And so... We have here that I encounter a tree that embodies the question, and I got a right to the tree of life. And what do I find there? They have a book called Ain't You Got a Right to the Tree of Life, which is about the people of John's Island and the songs and their words about the island. And I just want to read this piece to you that I think is so critical about even the discussion we're going to have tonight. In the preface, it says, the story of John's Island is one of a community's efforts to develop its economic and social resources in accordance with its own needs, while at the same time preserving its incredibly rich folk heritage. Balancing development and preservation is a difficult task under any circumstances. When one considers the formidable obstacles against which the people of John's Island had to contend, the legacy of slavery and segregation, the burdens of poverty and lack of education, the pressures of economic survival, that they have maintained that precarious balance for more than a generation seems little short of miraculous. It is not a story of inevitable or easy success, and it is not over yet. Now, it's sure enough ain't over yet. And that's how come we are still on this journey, protecting John's Island, protecting it from destruction, doing all we can to keep the Gullah Geechee culture alive and all these parts of our environment that have helped us stay alive. Because our trees give to us, and because of them we can breathe. We breathe, makes them live, they give back. We breathe, we live. So it is a continuous cycle. It is yet another circle, which is part of our African cosmology. And what I find so interesting is that the Almighty led me today to look at this piece from when W.E.B. Du Bois spoke in South Carolina back in 1946. And guess what month it was? October. October the 20th, 1946. He said this. At Benedict College, quote, the future of American Negroes is in the South. Here they have made their greatest contributions to American culture, and here they have suffered the damnation of slavery, the frustration of Reconstruction, and the lynching of emancipation. Here is the magnificent climate. Here is the fruitful earth 
under the beauty of the southern sun. And here, if anywhere on earth, is the need of the thinker, the worker, and the dreamer. This is the firing line. And so tonight, as we fire off a shot to alert you, to wake you, to tell you to listen closely, I want to introduce to the Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio audience and family around the world a woman who is one of these folks who also recognizes this fruitful earth here in South Carolina that is under the beauty of the southern sun. And here it is that we gather this evening. And I want you to just think in your mind that you're with us here on the sea islands. Breathe in. Smell some of this marsh. Look up, Fiona. Look on the branch of thing. Yeah, I see that leaf and thing that shake. But look why the shake. See that angel that sit on top of? Yeah, the seed in y'all. We the deal need the angel oak. A crack we teeth. But this your journey. Back on from mama seven them days. That is your time now. So this your evening. I done crack my teeth with Elizabeth Haygood. Well, from the low country land trust. Good evening, Elizabeth. How are you to do? Hello, Queen Quay. How are you tonight? I to do so well. So glad if I had on a pun. Gotta get your rhythm radio with me for the first time. I am delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. And now I know y'all on start already. I know my listeners. Y'all say, oh, she on sound. Gotta get you. What you doing with that last name here? Good. We got all kind of here. Good, Ronya, so y'all can calm down. Okay? <laughs> now... Elizabeth, I know you have been on a long journey in the environmental arena here in South Carolina and in particular in Charleston because I know you were the first executive director and still are the executive director of the Low Country Open Land Trust. Is that right? That's exactly right, Queen Quet. We don't need to count how many years that is. That's uh, right. But we I won't was talk about first. All. We won't talk about all that. That's right. It's just suffice it to say it's been a long time. Uh, but I did come on board as the first executive director back in 1989, and I have developed a love affair with the low country of South Carolina ever since then, and it's been nothing but a privilege and a blessing to be able to work in the Lord's creation and help protect it is what I do for a living. And so it, it's just a, it's really a privilege. It it truly is. I know exactly what you mean. You you're blessed to be a blessing when you can work to truly be a steward of God's earth. And so tell us, because some of my listeners might have never heard of the Low Country Open mm-hmm. Land Trust, and they never may have heard of a land trust at all. So tell us exactly what is a land trust, and what is the specific role of the Low Country Land Trust. That's a great question. Um, A land trust is very simply an organization that's created by people in a community that is intended to protect the land they love. And many people don't know that most communities have a land trust and that there are now about 1,700 land trusts across the country. Mm -hmm. So it's very common that, um, that regions towns, um, areas that have a unique definition, a unique natural definition, have a land trust that is there, and that's a voluntary nonprofit organization. It's not part of the government. It is it is a nonprofit organization that protects the land that's important to the people there. And so it's really important to understand it's a, a grassroots organization. It comes from the bottom up. The people in that neighborhood, in that region, define what's important and what needs to be saved, and the land trust gives them the tools and helps them do that. And see, that's so interesting. You use such key words like grassroots growing upward as well as tools because we know that anything that grows, we need tools when we're out here trying to maintain it and do stewardship. 
So there's sometimes we need a little pruning that happens too, um, you know, in the <laughs> process, right? And so we need to prune out some things that aren't going to be healthy um, for the land areas where we are. And I really think that a critical part of the work that the Low Country Open Land Trust has been doing throughout our coastal region has really been doing that to help prune out things that are going to be destructive to a lot of our natural environment. And so I think it's an outstanding work that the entire team does. And I think it's so critical that you mention that it is grassroots, therefore it's not governmental, but it's that the people that are part of the nonprofit actually are the ones that get out there and work these tools. I think that's critical that people are aware of that. Yes, you are exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's why the Low Country Open Land Trust is very unique uh, and there's no other land trust exactly like it um, because there's no boilerplate or template that you apply and say, oh, that's a land trust, it'll work anywhere. The Low Country Open Land Trust is a response of the people of the Low Country, and we protect the land that is important to the people here, to our our heritage, to our culture, to our unique um, ecosystem. Uh, we're like no other place on earth, and our land trust is designed to provide the tools and protect the land here in the low country of South Carolina. Yes, and if any of you want to take a look, because I know how my listeners are, and they probably have already clicked over and Googled us, so definitely just go over to www.lolt.org. That is Low Country Open Land Trust.org. So L-O-L-T. Dot org, And so you all can see some of the projects that are going on as a result of what the community wants to have saved and how the community wants to continue to shape our landscape. And, of course, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, this is also a cultural landscape is a term you often hear in historic preservation. You also will hear anthropologists now and sociologists utilizing that term because there is a culture here, the Gullah Geechee culture, that has helped to shape a lot of the dynamics of why the environment even is what it is um, from mm-hmm. the time of the 1600s forward. And so when we start to talk about things such as the angel oak, could you imagine, Elizabeth, what that tree must have looked like in the 1600s? Oh, my gosh. I think about that all the time. And and even going back further than that, you know, and before, you know, any of our direct ancestors came over here, um, the folks that predated us, that angel right. oak was around then. And what that tree knows and is seen um, is just is amazing. Absolutely. And so I know that this is some of what we want people who have not yet seen this tree in person. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to see a picture or postcard. That does not do it. When you stand there, when you first get to the property, you literally have to stand back. When you get out of your car, you you take a pause because you're like, whoa, am I really seeing a tree that's reaching out this distance, that's reaching up that high? And when you walk under it, you realize, how small you are in the world, you know, Mm -hmm. that this tree could basically wrap its branches right on around you and just hug you or tap you on your head and just, you know, pat you and say, hey there, how you doing? You know, and you'd still never reach the true breadth and depth of this tree itself. And so I know right now what the Low Country Open Land Trust is seeking to do is really create more than a park but an angel oak preserve, and I know you're looking to preserve the cultural heritage and history there. You're looking to preserve the local ecosystem, to have educational opportunities, like I mentioned earlier, not only with the school with Heart Gap that's right there that is adjacent, but also with other schools and educational groups coming, and to preserve connectivity. So now tell us, how are you going about creating this Angel Oak Preserve? Well, you know, it's just, you mentioned such a, you start off with such a great point, and it's just the majesty of this tree itself. Yes. And what's so amazing about this tree and any kind of a tree of life 
uh, is that it is bigger than just the tree. It right. embodies a soul that is more than just the sum of its branches, its bark, its roots. Um, it embodies um, culture, the people. It's, it, is, it is truly majestic. And so what we want to do is preserve not just the core that would sustain the physical health, the botanical health of that tree, and that's a real important part to do that. I'm not diminishing it, but this tree and preserving this tree is about so much more. And as you said, it is about the protecting the local ecosystem that feeds the tree, that nourishes the roots, that will keep this already uh, long-lived tree going as long as we can. What we want to make sure is that man doesn't contribute to an early demise of this majestic tree. Right. And a tree of this size and this majesty needs a lot of space and a lot of other trees and forest land around it to make sure that it has every opportunity to live as long as God created this tree to live. Absolutely. And so the more life around it, the more life comes from it. That's right. And the more natural life that, that around that, the better off that tree is. So the, that ecosystem around that is really important. But it's got other important preserved components and that cultural heritage, the history, as you talked about the introduction of this program, all that history of John's Island is embodied mm-hmm. in this tree. Yes, and uh, you want to honor that, respect it, and allow people to come and learn at that tree. Uh, yes. It inspires uh, artists. It informs our children and grandchildren. And as you said, just being there is... Yes a moment of just being awestruck by the majesty of this tree, but it also inspires people to learn more about what happened on this island, what's the story of the people of this island, and being able to protect and create a larger preserve around it where more people can experience the natural area of this tree and the cultural heritage of this tree really is a unique opportunity. So we have a cultural component and the educational one is what's very unique because yeah. as you said Hot Gap Middle School is right across Bohickett Road from mm-hmm. this the area we want to preserve. The fact right. that you've got a, a very important public middle school right there that you can connect to students to learn about this tree, from this tree and to go out in nature and learn in the outdoor classroom right. is really a unique opportunity. And it's not just for Hawk Gap. You know, you've got Angel Oak Elementary School there. Right. You've got St. John's High School. Yeah. You've got the Collegiate School. The All those schools within that whole neighborhood would benefit right. directly educationally if we can turn this into a preserve that uh, has an educational component to it. And that's one of the things we want to achieve in, in, by preserving it. And one of the things that people often do nowadays, as you know, is compartmentalize things in education so they may not recognize all of the value of getting students out of a building to the outside, Mm -hmm. especially students who are growing up on a sea island, so that they start to engage directly with their environment as opposed to sitting inside the classroom and then Googling about the environment. <laughs> actually getting That's so out true. Yeah, <laughs> seeing the sea island environment that they live in and then having an opportunity to learn about botany for instance, to learn about the history of John's Island, to learn about the various grasses that are growing. What's the difference between lawn grass and marsh grass, for instance, leaving mm-hmm. the schoolyard to coming to an angel oak preserve? What is the difference between a live oak and a white oak, and which one is this? You know, these different types of things that our children would have an opportunity to learn as a living laboratory, as well as the fact that children don't get outdoors and play anymore. So, therefore, we have a lot of childhood obesity issues and other things like that that also can begin to be stemmed off if the teachers are able to take the students out walking because a big issue about not being able to do field trips now is there's no budget to get the buses to take them on the field trip. Well, now if you have this living educational laboratory that is an angel oak preserve, they can walk out of the classroom and literally walk there. These island students can then be the next stewards 
already learning about the value of why you need what many call open space, but why you should have such historic trees like this be protected. How do you count how old is a tree? How do you know if a tree is healthy? These are scientific things that these students would have an opportunity to learn, and then the artistic students, once again, can be inspired by going there to see this type of tree. And if they're like me, they'll be the scientific artistic student. Um, <laughs> That's know. a good combination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they'll, they'll you know, do, do some type of math problem about the tree and how many leaves fell, but they'll go back and create a dance that goes with it, you know. And so it, right. it's, yeah, so there are so many great possibilities on 17 acres of land. Now, I know my listeners heard us before talking about fighting against the destruction of 34 acres of land. Tell mm-hmm. them, how did we go from 34 acres to 17 acres that we're talking about for the preserve? Well, that's a good question, and, and it's got a, it does have a, a real story there because your listeners who are paying attention, they're exactly right. The whole 34 acres is the area that really is covered by this mixed pine, hardwood, forest, and wetlands area that's not developed. And it is 34 acres. Well, what happened when the, the, there was a fight because the developers um, have a right to put over 700 units on this 34 acres. Wow, did y'all and, hear that? 700, yes. 700 units on only 34 acres. Go ahead. That's right. So that means, you can imagine what that looks like. That means it's zoned for apartments, commercial buildings, you know, right. and to get that many apartments Multi-story, on, multi-story, multi-story buildings. Multi-story, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. And that's the, you don't see anything kind of like that even around there now. No, and, nowhere um, around yet that area. Is, that's what the zoning allows for that most intensive development on those 34 acres. And then we got a little bit of a break, Queen Quet, because what happened when the developer received the 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 zoning permits to do that, we hit the economic recession. And that property went into foreclosure during, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And what Mm -hmm. happened is that it then was, the property was taken over by a North Carolina bank who actually foreclosed on that developer. But that was right after all of y'all who saw the libation ceremony. That was within a couple of months after that, for those who keep up with Gullah Geechee TV and y'all trying to timeline this. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And and there had been a lawsuit filed against the developer actually being able to do that, and that surrounded, well, that really involved a wetlands permit. And basically saved the Angel Oak uh, and the Coastal Mm -hmm. Conservation League Yes. actually filed suit at about that, you know, earlier to fight the issuing of that wetlands permit. Yes. And so that was caught up in the court system for a number of years. And when this property went into foreclosure, uh, the courts kind of took hold of it, and there was a settlement agreement that came out and said, hey, we're going to do kind of a King Solomon here. We're going to mm-hmm. divide the 34 the acres into two tracts, and a developer can still have the right to develop half of it on 17 acres. So maybe, you know, 200 units is a lot better than 700 units, you know. And the Low Country Open Land Trust will have a chance to purchase the property for conservation and a preserve on the other 17 acres. Right. And so that's what has happened. And we find ourselves today living under those rules where that the land trust is working to protect 17 acres right now, and currently a developer who is uh, not in the low country right now but is out of state has a right to develop um, very intensively the other half of the other 17. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so what we are having to do, and we said, okay, if we get a chance, to raise the full cost of that, it was uh, the appraised value of that 17 acres was set at $3.6 million. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's such a high price tag for 17 acres is because the de- developer can build that many units on it. That it's already been zoned and it's in the city limit as a high-density development. So that makes right. the price tag more expensive. 
Right. So we were able to secure an option in a time frame to to actually raise $3.6 million, and the best boost we got came from Charleston County Greenbelt. And mm-hmm. a few months ago, they said, hey, to get you started, this is one of the most important projects in our entire county, and this is one of the reasons that that county Greenbelt fund was approved by the voters of Charleston County. And right. the Angel Oak Project was one of those those icons that, that, that people wanted to protect with that money. So the county council and the Greenbelt um, Bank Board approved $2.4 million to go towards this project. This project well, and we must have that, them for that. Oh, don't we, though? We sure do. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, though, Queen Quet, if they hadn't approved that 2.4, we couldn't have raised $3.6 million from everybody. That allowed us to just fill in the gap. Of yeah. 1.2 million, 1.2 and what million. we've been doing for the last two months is raising that remaining 1.2 million dollars from right. the community. And it's not just the community around the tree. I'm telling you, the community it's all is over. It's global. Yeah, it's global it's, at this point. I've seen stories and remarks from Australia and everywhere oh. saying how much, even though they haven't physically got here yet to see this tree, they want to help save it and they give money. I know the pig, even though the pig stores mm-hmm. have been closing, they jumped in, they gave. South they Carolina did. Ports gave. I mean, yeah. this has been truly a a global collaboration. And so with that $1.2 million, I know we already closed in on a first deadline, but we have a new deadline. There was an extension right. to November 21st, right, to get the $1.2 million raised. Is that right? That's right. And we've raised about over a little over 700000 of that through all these people. You know what's interesting? We've had a huge success in the dollar amount, but to me yes. the most moving part of this is the number of people who've given. We yes. have had over 9,500 donations made to this Angel Lake Preserve effort. Outstanding. I mean, Outstanding. that is incredible, and, and that's in two months. In two months, exactly. In two months. That's mm-hmm. incredible, and it really is a testament to this tree and people's passionate connection to it. Usually we don't just get a donation that comes in the door or is given online. We get a story that that comes along with that donation. And it's about what that tree means to that person. We hear everything from here's a pic I got a picture. Here's my grandparents when they got engaged back in mm-hmm. nineteen fifty two under this tree. Yeah. You know, we will always go back to this tree. Those are the kind of stories that have prompted the support for this project. So really we have gotten that, that to have that number of people care passionately about it has been amazing. And I will say that the pig deserves a lot of credit. The last thing they did before they were going to sell their stores was this project. Mm -hmm. And that shows, you know, what they knew they could do is give everybody a chance in the community to participate who came in their store. So they had over 8,000 people at a checkout line who'd say, yeah, I love the Angel Oak. I want to give a dollar, $2, $5. Most of those donations were about a dollar fifty each. Yeah, and yeah. that says it all. Mm-hmm. It definitely does because so often we hear, oh, I would give something, but I don't have a lot, or, oh, I don't know, I don't think I have enough to help. Did you all just hear $1? At fifty cents mm-hmm. each. So, in other words, you know, when you're shopping, and then they ask, "Would you like to give a dollar also to this cause or that cause?" That was done for the Angel Oak in all the Piggly Wiggly stores, and that was really the boost that helped push mm-hmm. and drive this one point two million dollar fundraising effort. That many of you are like me; you've been checking back and forth at the Low Country Open Land Trust dot org website and checking That's to see right. how much higher, you know, how much darker is the tree getting, and how much higher up on the tree is it dark to actually show you the level of funding that's been raised, but I've also been looking at the number of people who've contributed, and I just think it is awesome to see this amount of people, not just locally, like you said, but all around the world say, wait Mm -hmm. a minute, what's going on down there? What? What can I do? Well, this is what you can do. You can help. And every single dollar or dollar and 50 cents um, counts. That's right. 
do not feel like, oh, I don't, I wish I would be able to. I might, maybe can do something before it's over. If you can do this tonight, please go ahead to the Low Country Open Land Trust website. You will see different links at the top of the page. And you and if you want to keep up on some of these stories that we're even talking about now, you'll see there's a link for news and events. And if you click under news and the latest news, you'll see all of these different stories that are out there about the Angel Oak. You'll see what we're talking about with the extension to November the 21st. You see mm-hmm. all of these different ways that people are helping by sharing the story and especially contributing funds to this project. And so we have a number of ways you can go on there and you can see what's going on because I know some folks, you want to, oh, money's tight. I want to make sure what it is. Well, go mm-hmm. look. <laughs> you know, and you right. can see how important this is to so many folks that's not just Elizabeth and I that are done mm-hmm. too, you know, saying this is important to us, but how many people everywhere it's important to, and we pray it's important to you too, and that once you get on there, you are going to click that donation link as well. So you will definitely go to the site, and what's the fastest way for them to get to the link to make the donations from the website? The fastest way is if you go and you could even, if you just got on your computer and you typed in Angel Oak Preserve, say you forgot the name of the Low Country Open Land Trust, and you just typed in the name of the Angel Oak Preserve, this site would pop up, and right on that front page is a Donate Now red button, and all you'd have to do is click on that, and we'll walk you right through it. Yep, so you got a couple ways you can get there. You can mm-hmm. go, like we mentioned earlier, through www.lolt.org, mm-hmm. or you can go to a website called www.angeloakpreserve.com. But I also just typed it in the same way that she just said, pop yeah. right up Angel Oak Preserve. I'm looking yeah. at the tree. You'll see Angel Oak Preserve at the top. You'll see the image that we've been talking about of the tree that we need to update right now. We got to update. Don't you love it that that over the weekend we're now over seven hundred thousand? That's how quickly we got to update this tree. I love that. Yes, yeah, because the tree right now is still showing six hundred ninety-one thousand two hundred forty. That was last week. Yeah, that was last week. So yeah, so we got we got to color in some more leaves for y'all this that's week right. here. Yeah, and well, you get know, this colored way what up I high. love. That's right, and I tell you what I love so much about this is that this really is a community project. You know, we we do a lot of really cool projects that protect the land that people love, but a lot of times people don't know about it because it may not have such wide appeal. And right. what's so interesting about this is obviously the iconic nature of the angel oak tree itself but it's allowed all the different entities in the community to fully participate. So yes. you, we've, we've raised significant money from the county, as I told you before. The city of Charleston has donated a quarter of a million dollars. We've had towns around there on the Sea Islands themselves give money, the town of Seabrook, the town of Rockville on Wadmalaw. We've had rotary clubs and civic clubs, the Johns Island Rotary Club, a number of garden clubs. We have... Uh, you know, different civic organizations, uh, Kiowa Cares. We've got mm-hmm. all the businesses on Johns Island with Angel Oak jars. They're all con- taking yeah. money in in the jars, and the restaurants are having Angel Oak night. I mean, you've just know, got that everybody. Jar, y'all you know, but that means on jar now. You know how you do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's right. Ma'am. You've got such a way for everybody in the community to participate. And one of the things we're excited about is we want to celebrate that and celebrate that it's open to everybody, and we're going to have a celebration um, in in the very beginning of November about this. That's right, and I was just going to say that when you just said a way that everybody (laughs) can be a part of this. I was like, yep, come on with it, because November the 3rd at 1 o'clock, November Mm -hmm. the 3rd, yes, that's a Sunday, all of y'all who said, wait a minute, ain't that a Sunday? Yes, that's a Sunday. That may be your communion Sunday. November the 3rd, 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock, we are going to have the first fellowship at the Angel Oak. 
So it is going to be an open afternoon so we truly fellowship with one another, bring out the family, bring out all generations, bring out friends. Tell folks that have said to you, wow, you live in South Carolina, I want to come visit you. Make that the weekend that they decide to come and visit, okay? Tell them, come on and come to this fellowship at the Angel Oak on John's Island. It is going to be that Sunday, 1 o'clock. Don't leave church. Don't put your finger up and walk out church now if you're still in church 1 o'clock. Now, you know the preacher ain't finished till 2. <laughs> you can still come on now. Don't act up because I ain't want your preacher for coming after you and say, what are you doing here? Okay, so, so look, <laughs> whatever time you let out church, you come on over. But we're going to start at 1 o'clock that day, and we definitely want everybody to come. There's no charge for you to come. It's an open fellowship for all the community, for everybody from every walk of life. We definitely want y'all to be there. I could be there. Go out spare. I could be right there. I need the Angelo. Elizabeth could be there. Another Elizabeth could be there. Plenty of other people could be there. I know if the pig could be there to walk around or not because, see, since the fellowship dinner, y'all might try for roast the pig. So the pig might go <laughs> be there to walk around. Uh, but we definitely want all of you to come out. So now, since it's a fellowship dinner and it's a Sunday, is there anything folks need to know that they need to do? Because, you know, when you say fellowship dinner amongst us, church people in the Gullah Geechee Nation, everybody start thinking the wards and what they got to cook. But tell them how things are going to go that Sunday, November the 3rd. Well, I think what we do, you know, we all, all of us like to gather together, and we always like to have a little food there, too. And so we thought what we, we everybody might be interested in doing is people bring a side dish and bring bring something. You don't have to. If you want to, you make something, and we're going to have a big old table there lined up with food for everybody to break bread together around that tree. And, uh, right and now, now, let, 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 now hold one minute, hold one minute, Elizabeth. Hold mm-hmm. one minute now. Hold one minute mm-hmm. now. Now look, your audience. This set the people who can cook. We the talk tonight. We want people who know how to cook good. You bring, you cook the food. We ain't really want y'all to go buy food. We want y'all to come bring home cooked food. You know that a true fellowship. But now, if you can't cook. Please say somebody else for cook or bring the drinks or something like that. Y'all who watch Boondocks, we ain't want Miss Duvois um, for bring nothing. We want y'all who did a good cook for bring out the food. If you're a baker and not, uh, you know, you don't do good on chicken, but you do good on cookies, do cookies. If you do good on cake, do cake. Whatever you best at, do that. If you say I don't cook tall, then you bring us some stuff for drink. Okay, and see now another thing, Gullah Geechee's y'all yet Elizabeth say we like to have a little bit of food day. Y'all know that ain't the Gullah Geechee way, right? You, you know we don't come with no little bit of food. There's no fellowship dinner. So y'all know them big old silver pan. Okay, then go on to the nine nine cent store, get hundred one <laughs> silver pan. Then figure out where you go cook for pudding them, and cause you got a few weeks, and then get that thing together Saturday evening, have them ready, and bring them by there. Um, can anybody, like some people going to say, oh, you know, we do this at church. We bring them pan by early because y'all going to start 1 o'clock. I got to go to the church. Can I drop it off? I know they're going to ask that question. If they could come to the antelope and drop off that food before 1 o'clock. Well, I tell you what, we, the problem we have with that, the only thing is that the Angel Oak Park, the city owns the, the, where the tree is, and they don't yes. open up that gate till 1 o'clock. See, that's the problem, y'all. So that's why. So, so just remember, do... so so make something early that may not have to be dropped off or stick it in the, right. you know. And if they win it, and we can, if you got a problem, they can call us and we'll figure out a way to um, to help people out. To make sure we get it there. But either way, if you're walking in at one, walk on in with your tray of food. That's how we mm-hmm. go. So y'all ain't got to worry. Do I need to get it there early? You ain't got to email me for the Mm-mm. next few weeks asking that question. Mm-mm. It's clear. You're going to come, bring the pan with you, bring the bring the Kool-Aid, not the Kool-Aid, but bring the sweet tea, some lemonade, some bottles of water, and all that good stuff with you. Make sure to bring some extra chairs. If you got them chairs in the bag, mm-hmm. bring them with you. If you're the type that want to lay out on the ground and thing, bring you some nice cloth and things to lay down on the ground and put the leaf churn down there so they can eat it all that. Because we ain't want, ain't going to be no takeout plate. This is a fellowship. <laughs> so we want them to stay there with all of we 
and we gonna nam punting together. So we gonna have a nice little brief opening ceremony. Of course, left the food up and everything like that before we get wine. You understand? So don't rush in and talk about. I gonna stop by and get no plate. You gonna stop by and leave the way you come because we ain't giving you no takeout plate now. We ain't gonna first bring foil out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who wants to be a true fellowship? I know my people now. I know my people. <laughs> so, so definitely, I, we we want you there, and we want everybody to really be there. So you get to know one another, and then we can get to share these stories that Elizabeth has been talking about about all these years how the angel oak and the angels of this oak have touched each one of us. That's part of this. And we pray for those who have never been there that this would be a blessing to you, that you would have this chance now to come out there and see why over 9,000 people, almost 10,000 people have decided they want to save a tree, just a tree, one tree. This many people are concerned about it from around the world. Someone just typed in the chat a few minutes ago that they know folks even in New Zealand who have watched mm-hmm. the episodes of Gullah Geechee TV and wanted to know how could they help with the Angel Oak. And so when we say it's global, it's truly global, and that's what we want represented even at the fellowship. So definitely that is the first Sunday in November of this year, November the 3rd, only a couple of weeks away right now. November the 3rd, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on John's Island. The Angel Oak is there. If you need to email me, if you say, well, I'm not sure, I've never been on John's Island, just email me, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. That's gogeco at AOL.com. And you can also Google the Angel Oak, and it will come up because there is currently the Angel Oak Park there, but we want it to be the Angel Oak Preserve. And so definitely we want you to go online tonight, contribute literally every dollar does count, and we definitely want to not only have to shade in that tree a tiny bit higher, we want to shade that tree in where there's only maybe a little bit that you kind of wondering, is it even still not finished um, by the end of this week? <laughs> All right, that's how, that's how high I want to look back on there and see this tree colored. So right now we're, what, about 500000 away? That's right. So it's about a half a million dollars away, and we got, you know, a little bit over a month to do it. And judging by the response of everybody, I, I feel like we're definitely going to make that. So definitely. I think we've got a month, and this event will be right smack dab in the middle of it, and we'll still have some time after it. But a celebration like this will probably spur on even more people to learn about it and, and get involved and contribute. Absolutely. And so definitely, Elizabeth, I thank you. Any of my folks that's in the chat room, if you have any questions, please go ahead and type them in. I've been looking at your comments, and definitely we appreciate all the support and everybody already going to the links and sharing those links with your supporters. If anybody has any questions, you can call in to 347-324-3903, 3903. And as you heard us talk about early on in the broadcast, the Angel Oak is our focus right now as a major project, but it's not the only project. And the Low Country Open Land Trust, just like with the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, these are nonprofit organizations that work daily and they work through people who want to give to the work that they're doing, whether that is giving the expertise that is giving financially, or that's both of them, those things and more. These are the way that nonprofit grassroots organizations function. With the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, as all of you know, we still have an ongoing fundraiser as well going on, and please make sure you are part of our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. You will be able to keep up with the updates on not only our fundraising effort with the Angel Oak Preserve, but also the fundraising effort that we have going on. Now, fortunately, where we're $500,000 away from our goal for the Antelope, we're only $1,700 away from the goal for the, I mean, $1,300 away at this point from our goal for the Gullah Geechee online fundraiser for our land and legacy 
for fund for this year. So, you know, anybody want to give us way above $1,300, we will take it because that's just the fundraiser for this year we're trying to get through. So definitely that's <laughs> still going on. And so you can see there's always overlaps in this work when you talk about grassroots and using the tools. And there are gifts that we all have. And those are the tools that we can all come together and use and make sure that we continue to cultivate the culture, the land, the legacy, the heritage, and the history. So definitely we have to say to you, Elizabeth, thank you, thank you for all we're going to do at the Low Country Open Land Trust. I know this is not going to be the last project we work on um, together. That's right. I know there's a lot more work to come even as this last $500,000 comes in the door, even just surrounding Angel Oak and getting everything done for this to truly be the preserve that it's being envisioned as. And so definitely salute you and your entire team for all the work that you're doing. We're looking for everybody to come on out and put the faces with these voices you're hearing tonight on Sunday, November the 3rd, 1 o'clock at the Angel Oak on Johns Island, South Carolina. Any last words that you have for the listening audience tonight? Well, I just want to thank you, Queen Quet, for being such a great advocate and encourager and leader in this area because it's all of our cultural heritage and we may have different stories, but we have one same love and one same low country and one same angel oak, and this is what unites us. And I just thank you for being such a strong uh, and encouraging voice for that. And I'm excited to see everybody on November the 3rd. So come on out, and we'll look forward to, to holding hands around the tree that day. For sure, because y'all know if I got data, y'all know a libation circle going on. So we can make sure we hold hands and join with one another before we go for now and that food and yeti on a story around the Angelou. So thank you, thank you, Elizabeth, for coming from the air from Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And thank you, thank you for all the work that Hunter to do. God bless you, and God bless this your work for the Angelou. Thank you so much, Queen Wet, for having me. We'll see you on right. November 3rd. Definitely, if not before then. He's in blessing. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, y'all, this is so wonderful for this to be Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month and to really be able to have the opportunity to make you aware of this celebration that we will have that will be the first Sunday following the end of this month. So y'all know for me, every day is about celebrating who we be. Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness is every day for us. So definitely we want you to come on through, come on down, support this effort now, tonight. As was stated earlier, you have a couple of ways to get to it. You can go to angeloakpreserve.com or go to lolt.org and you can find Angel Oak on there as well. But if you go to angelopreserve.com or type in angelopreserve on Google, you can get right to it and donate whatever you can. Help us protect the legacy and the land. And November the 3rd, 1 o'clock, Johns Island Fellowship at Angel Oak. If you're coming down from elsewhere in the world, plan to stay the whole week because I need you to then join me on my home island and reverse the track that took me up to Johns Island. This time I want you to follow me back down from Johns Island to St. Helena Island to our Heritage Day celebration that will happen November 7th, 8th, and 9th on Historic St. Helena Island, and then Fellowship at Our Churches on St. Helena, November the 10th, that morning, that Sunday morning. So you got a whole week worth of activities. You go on, get to Charleston, November 2nd, get your rest. Come on to Johns Island on the 3rd Fellowship. You do some touring and stuff the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th. Then you come on your Penn Center upon St. Helena Island, the 7th, the 8th, and the 9th. We currently have packages out there for sale, for tickets, for all access for that whole weekend. Just go to PennCenter.org, P-E-N-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.org, or you can call 843-838-2432. Tell them Queen Quet sent you. We definitely want to see you there at Heritage Day, and this is about continuing a legacy of change. I still on the prize. And so not only are I still on the prize, but we know we got this year right to the tree of life. So, Hunter Chiller, know 
that know I know how for shout. And this year the plenty good thing for shout bout. And I so glad that I'm gonna chill and tune in one more again with me. Queen Quit, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. For we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. Hunter Chilla, yeah, time for we go. But I gotta look for you to tweet we at Gullah Geechee at Redder Was. I gotta look for Hunter Nam for that donation list for the answer Oak Tree. Peace, blessings, God bless you, Chilla. Thank you, thank you for joining. We are. Stay strong. Be blessed.